Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast. Brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. Thanks for joining us for the Now You Know Akron podcast. I'm your host, Craig Webb. Our spotlight topic for today is a continuing series of stories in the Beacon Journal called Change Agents. We will chat with John Morgan Jr., who is the host of a podcast called Live Your Purpose that encourages entrepreneurs in the city of Akron and in the region. But first, here's three things you should know from recent headlines from BeaconJournal.com. Crime in the neighborhoods surrounding the University of Akron continues to be a concern. The University of Akron, along with Akron police and city officials, are working together after a shooting recently that left two people dead. Reporter Phil Karen had a fun story about a University of Akron student who's not your traditional band member. Marcia Corain of Hudson has joined the University of Akron band at the age of 56. Phil, along with a photographer, followed her around at a recent practice to see what it's like marching with the youngsters. The iconic giant Firestone sign is now back atop Bridgestone's new tire plant. The large letters went up recently, which have been around for about 100 years when they stood at the old former Firestone 1 plant in Akron. They're now being installed and have been installed about a mile south of the original location. BeaconJournal.com and all our apps always feature updated headlines and subscriber-exclusive content on these stories and more that you can't find anywhere else. For today's Spotlight Topic, we're joined by John Morgan Jr. John was featured in a series of stories that Beacon Journal has been working on for months called Change Agent. John is a host of a podcast called Live Your Purpose. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. So there's a lot I want to talk about, but I, I guess we should address the elephant in the room, and, and that's the fact that we have a podcast host interviewing a podcast host. Um, <laughs> I think something slight redundant there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because it seems like it's been happening a lot a lot more lately. Um, I, ha- I had a couple people in the, from from a podcast on mine, and I've done done a couple since since this one um and it's seeming actually like it's been happening a lot more so it's it's not as uh it's it, it's not as cliche as you may think <clears throat> maybe there's too many podcasts out there maybe we need to uh maybe that, that, that's true it's, it's still <laughs> it's still very early in the industry um but i think it's i think it's a cool thing i mean listen it's who, whoever would have thought that a, a new age technology would be merging and doing things with the traditional you know media outlet you know so i think it's i think it's cool that the that the Beacon Journal has has allowed, you know, the, kind of the evolution of the, of the media to kind of get into this into this new space. So, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself and, and your background? So, and, and how we kind of ended up with, with Live Your Purpose. Yeah, so, um, so I'm born and raised here in Akron, Ohio. Um, all of my family from from here. Um, 
my mother's side of the family are originally from East Akron. My father's side of the family are originally from, from West Akron. Um, I grew up in East Akron as a, as a young kid, um, uh, before my mother got remarried. Um, and we moved out to, uh, to Copley, out to the suburbs. And that's where I graduated from in 2007. I played sports my entire life coming up. Um, a young man with seven sisters. Um, so I have a, a, a firm of, of affinity for, for, for women. Um, but again, man, I came up, you know, like, like a lot of other guys I know in my age bracket, which was, you know, playing sports was the way to go. Um, playing sports is what I would have considered to be my, my way out or, you know, my way of surviving. Um, and when sports kind of fizzled out, you know, af- after high school, I ended up hitting a few rough patches early on, just trying to find my footing um, and, and, and going to school. And I was uh, actually actually an ex-girlfriend's mother actually told me she thought that I, she recommended to me. She thought that I may do very well in the social service um, industry just from my my natural ability, I guess, to be able to form good relationships um, and, you know, just to, you know, uh, a, a natural ability to, to really be able to connect with people and to, and to be able to help people. Um, so she recommended that I go to school for social work, which I did. I ended up graduating from, um, from Stark State College down in Canton um, and, and getting my associates, which ultimately evolved in me going back to school and getting my bachelor's degree in social work from Cleveland State University. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I love my work. You know, I, I really – Excuse me. I was one of those people who really would who really said and lived that. Listen, I am a person who loves my job. Like you know, a lot. Of, I didn't really always consider it to be work, um, per se. Um, and I did that in a, in a few different capacities. Um, I also served as the uh, as a uh, director at the Boys and Girls Club for a small period of time after after graduating school before becoming a a full time social worker. But all in all, I was still serving in the, in the same capacity of just helping people, serving people, working a lot with kids. Um, but still internally, especially reflecting back on it, I think I was always missing something. I, I think that I always wanted to be able to, um, pour into myself a little bit differently and just be a little bit more intentional about my work and just trying to really fulfill my true essence i guess i guess is the best way to be able to say it and you know really fulfill my my true purpose no no pun intended um and from there man i i always had an affinity for for media you know coming up seeing guys in the in the sports media realm or you know your traditional media media aspects newspaper um and as the internet began to evolve and this podcast industry and you know youtube became a phenomenon over the last 10, 10 to 12 years you just started to hear this word podcast 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 and it just for me it started as a uh as a fan man i really began to just kind of like consume and take in a lot of different content and information um from a bunch of different sources and from there it just kind of like it just naturally and organically happened you know for me being a fan of you know, a lot, a lot of different people and a lot of different people in the, in the podcast space to me, like really being struck with the moment that say, you know what, not only did I believe that I could do this, but this is something that I really wanted to be able to pursue. And I felt like I could still resonate and, and help people like I do in my day to day, but also allow, allow me to, um, create for myself and, you know, put my family in a, in a different position, you know, 
um, from a non-traditional sense as, as opposed to just being a uh, a worker every day, if that makes sense. So a long, a long tangent, and here, and here, and here we are no, no. today. So I guess what would you say is the purpose of Live Your Purpose? So the purpose of, of Live Your Purpose is, man, I, I really want to be able to um, – to highlight entrepreneurs first and specifically. And the reason for, for that is because being what I would consider to, you know, myself to be a, a new entrepreneur, I really have a firm appreciation for the mentality that it takes to be able to have foundational skills to be an entrepreneur, which I consider to be number one, uh, taking risk, facing fear, um, really having a certain level of faith and belief in yourself to be able to pour into yourself and ultimately be able to provide value um, and do and do things for others. And I think that that's a mentality that a lot of entrepreneurs um, face day to day um, and not just from a business standpoint, but more from a psychological standpoint. So I really want to just try to be able to highlight entrepreneurs and their stories and ultimately be able to inspire and empower um, people, but specifically, you know, black, black and brown people, you know, people who look like myself. Um, I know that entrepreneurship wasn't something that I was always it, it wasn't always something that was promoted or recommended to me coming up. Because, again, like I spoke about earlier, you know, my my way of surviving, a way of making amends for myself, at least what I thought for a long time was was sports. And when that faded, it really left me, you know, a little bit confused and, you know, um, not really sure what I wanted to do for, for my life. Um, and as I just began to evolve and I just learned a, 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 a lot more things in life, I understood the value of, again, pouring into yourself and investing into yourself and the opportunities that really um, stem from where the world is today with the Internet and being able to create brands and create platforms for yourself, which allow you to really monetize things from a, di- from a different level that, you know, a lot of times your traditional work workforce don't always give you the opportunity to do. I keep using the word purpose here, and I, I do it on purpose, <laughs> purpose. But I, I guess there is there a grander purpose. I mean, you know, and, and you know, you you talk about underrepresented minorities. That is this about opportunity and breaking cycles? You it know, is. entrepreneurship as opposed to you know, I want to say ways out. That, that sounds there's always a way out. But I mean, it, mm-hmm. it just you know, I mean, are 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 you you know, you were counselor. Are you concerned? about the younger generation and, and, and what you're hearing and maybe just a lack of opportunity or even a lack of, I don't know, I, I hate to say desire, but, but just a lack of realization that, that there is, you know, you can make money. I mean, you, you can yeah. do things. You can, you can be yeah. an artist. You can be, yeah. you know, a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's such a good question. And it's so true. And I mean, again, man, a, a lot of my, a lot of my, uh, my story has really happened so organically so to answer that question first, yeah, man, I, I mean, it does come from a place of like me feeling like I understand the big picture of the opportunities that are that are out there and also understanding like. I was I worked in schools closely, heavy day to day, I saw. The day to day tasks that happen from from every level of school, from from preschool through sixth grade from seventh grade up to high school and, you know, my own experience of being a, a, a college student and even working with young, young adults and adults, I understood that 
there is there there are a lot of flaws in our educational system. You know, there 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 are many 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 flaws, especially as it relates again to you know to to black and brown people. And you know, there's many of data out there that that proves that. And when you're in invested and when you're involved on a day to day basis, you begin to see how um, the school system can be detrimental in a lot of ways. But number one, how it can be detrimental psychologically, and when it impacts people psychologically, it can ultimately impact our, our lives and our lifestyles, which ultimately has an effect on the people who we're close around. So it may be our family, our friends, and ultimately our communities, the people around us. Um, so when, when I, when I really learned that those were the flaws that presented itself in our educational system, I knew that I could make a bigger purpose and making a bigger impact by not only talking a little bit about that, but, you know, putting my own skin in the game, so to speak, you know, by really betting on myself, you know what I'm saying? And really being able to invest time, money, um, energy within to what I believed in and to what, you know, something that I seen a, a vision for. So I, I believe that there's a lot of people out there with a lot of dreams and beliefs and, uh, Things that they see for themselves, but it's like it's like a garden, man. When those things aren't properly treated, when they're not properly nurtured and watered, it's kind of hard to really be able to see that you know that that beautiful plant being able to sprout, you know, at this at the start of just that seed and that dirt. So for me, I'm just trying to you know do my part and being able to you know help people to understand that. Listen, you can make a way for yourself, but you can also you know impact your life from a healthy standpoint and from a quality of life standpoint by, again, in, investing into yourself. You know, you, you, it's interesting to kind of strike you, you talk about the flaws in the education system, but, you know, for some of these kids and you were talking to, I mean, isn't perhaps the safest part of their day was when they were in school? I mean, wasn't that supposed to be the safe haven? I mean, because everyone has different family situations at home, and it, it could be a real nightmare. Or living in a neighborhood that is dangerous or a nightmare, but but the school was supposed to be kind of their, you know, their safe place, and and that yeah. wasn't always the case. And so and, and so in some some situations it, it, it was, um, but you know, like like in anything else, man, there's there, there's pros and cons. And and a lot of times for, you know, for, for the kids, I mean, you even said it yourself, it's supposed to be their, their safe haven. But a lot of times what we will see in the school system is that whenever a kid was dealing with a lot of traumatic events and traumatic experiences at home, it had no choice but to translate into the school system, into the school day. Um, a, a lot of times those kids are spending more time in those school systems, in those school days, more than they are with, with their family may do to, you know, um, parents having to to work, work different jobs, doing different things to be able to provide or just being able to stay with different family members. So when a kid was having concerns at home and it translates into the school building, it was impacting their ability to be able to to learn and be able to, you know, receive the proper, you know, help and things like that that they needed. And, it, you know, it ultimately would, you know, sometimes show itself in them having a hard time in school. Um so, yeah, we, we would hope that sometimes it would be their safe haven, but the reality was is that's not always the case. Well, you, you kind of have an interesting background. When did you leave and go to Copley? What, what grade? I went to Copley in fifth fifth grade. So I left Akron yep, in, in, in the fifth grade. I can't – how old are you in the fifth grade? I want to say maybe 11. Okay. Um, I mean, that was a big thing, right? 
I'll be that, that was a, you were young, but that was a big change of, you know, just a different school district and, and different demographics, right? Correct. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, now, granted, my mother and my, and my family, they were very intentional about, you know, even when we were in the city of Akron that I had, quote unquote, good education. Um, I went to private schools here in Akron. I went to Chapel Hill Christian School from kindergarten up to the fourth grade before we left. So I had I was exposed to uh, what a lot of people would consider to be good education. But again, a lot of the things that I learned along those ways, even before going to Copley and even when I went to Copley, a lot of those things didn't always translate from a reality standpoint of what, you know, what was possible for somebody who looked like me and somebody, you know, who um, had may have come from my background. You know, my I dealt with, you know, my, my father did have a, a, a hard time with substances as I was coming up. You know, I did have family members, you know, who dealt with substances and, you know, their own internal demons and things like that, which allowed me an insight of seeing both sides. So here I was being exposed to this good education, but there was still a part of life that the educational system didn't necessarily understand, you know, per se, even though I was being educated in what a lot of people would consider to be, you know, good education. So you bring full circle. It's not so simple, right? It's not, it's not. Bingo. Just, Bingo. <laughs> A new school doesn't necessarily make it solve all the answers. It, it's Bingo. a more complex. So what's your what's your thought? What are the barriers for an entre- a young entrepreneur or a person of color to is it economic? Is it just help mentorship? Is it all of the above? I mean, is it not very friendly to open a business if you're a minority? Yeah, so it's it is all of the above and it is and it's very, 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 very complex. Um number one, it is it, it is psychological. Um, we are in a, <clears throat> unfortunately, unfortunately, our, the system of America has not, um, has not given African Americans and minorities the, you know, the, the proper um, advantages to be able to sustain the healthiest of lifestyles. And that, that has shown itself over years and years of, you know, how um, the system has, has ultimately functioned. So, again, it goes back to psychological. It goes back into, you know, one's view of self, one's love of self, one's um, view and love of, you know, of, of community, you know, one's values, you know. It sounds like a counselor again. It sounds like the counselor just coming out, but, but it's true, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's, but, but that's real. So that's, so, that's, so that's the thing about, you know, how my story just happened so organic is because, listen, I was exposed to so much on the opposite end of working and it, gave me no choice but to look at my own life. You know, a a lot of these things that I'm speaking to you about now, I was able to understand after I reflected on my own self. You know, I was I was working with people, but I could not do my job unless I was living what I was what I was working. And when I was living what I was ultimately teaching, it made me go within and answer a lot of tough questions and reflect on things that had, had, had happened to me, you know, and things like that. So that's, you know, that, that led me to where, where we are today. So if I gave you a million dollars, I mean, first you take a cruise or go somewhere nice. And after that, whatever was left, I mean, what would you do with a million dollars to make the change for entrepreneurs? Or is it not just a simple million dollar solution? Let me, let me ask you, do you know what they say? 
what happens to most uh, people who win the lottery? What what happens to them? Despair, death. It's uh, a <laughs> well, they they get they they give it right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're all the right people. I think I think it was even even a show that came out maybe ten ten years ago about like you know instant lottery winners, you know, you can give somebody all the resources in the in the world. But I heard somebody say one time they said that the way that a person handled you can easily pinpoint a person's values and what they love and what they care about based on how they spend their money and based on how their you know their their resources and their finances are set up. So. I would I would ultimately say that it's not strictly economical. It's not not strictly financial. I mean that's that's a part of it. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, but I do believe that it's a it's more psychological. It is more mental. It's more internal. Um, because what I'm ultimately talking about with living your purpose, I'm talking about again going within and really being intentional about you know who who we are. You know you know what I'm saying. It's, it's much bigger than than a. Uh, a, fi- a financial game or a financial, you know, goal at mind. Oh, I mean, I guess it's possible to have a bad dream or a bad business plan. I mean, <laughs> I, I have this dream of opening a, a French fry shop, the village fryer, okay. and okay. Uh, it's probably not a very good business plan. We only serve French fries in toppings, but, you know, maybe that's just a bad business plan. I mean, Craig may have a bad idea. Hey, I mean, hey, I mean, it's 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 hard it's hard to say. I'm sure I'm sure there's businesses out there where people you know start started with less. I mean, who whoever thought that it would you know be a profitable business to uh to to have you be able to find transportation on your phone as opposed to you know just calling calling a taxi. Now you can get an Uber any anywhere you want at any any time of the night. I mean, you know, so who, who who's to say, man? You know, I. I I send you good energy to go ahead and try to start that French fry stand. Who, who knows, man? You might, you might, you might hit one big. Well, the Billy Fryer, you know, I haven't trademarked it yet. So, and I think they maybe are using <laughs> that at Cedar Point. It might be the Town Fryer, but okay, all right. So you've taken your own risk. I mean, you yes. had a job and that probably paid you well, and and the light put the lights on and put food on yes. the table, and you've taken your own entrepreneur leap and yes. and have quit the counseling and and are doing this full time. So how how's that working so far? And and what made you you know, just take that leap of faith. That's a good question, man. So to answer the first question, how has been going? It's, it's been going very well. Um, monetarily, it's been going well. Um, but also just, man, I feel I feel differently about myself. I feel good about myself. Um, it's just a different level of good, I should say. You know, not to say that I didn't feel good about myself when I was working um, as a counselor in, in my nine to five. Um, but, you know, e- even with that being said, it's hard, man. You know, it's, it's, it's very tough. It's a, it's a lot, it's a lot different on a day to day, um, with working for yourself as opposed to showing up somewhere. And I know at the end of the week or in the two weeks that I had a certain amount of money that was going to be, you know, in, in my bank account, whether I was having a good day and I did a lot of work or if I didn't. Um, so it, there are a lot of, excuse me, there are a lot of mental challenges that come with, you know, with, with, with being an entrepreneur, but, you know, I have a wonderful support system. I have a wonderful wife, you know, who 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 supports me and gives me the, you know, the ability to be able to process those those tough emotions, you know, when I when I'm having it, when that when that when that self doubt is creeping in, and I'm able to like have a safe space to share that with my wife. She allows me to process those emotions and you know, gives me those words of affirmation to keep going. So it 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 has both sides. It's it's 
pros and cons. Um, but it was a it was it was a process getting here, man. You know, it was it, it didn't just happen overnight. You know, you know, this is maybe like a a ten year thought process. You know, down down the line, I had I had no idea that it was going to lead me to being you know a, a podcast host. I just knew that I wanted to really be able to impact a lot of people on a big scale and doing it in something that I felt good about doing it and being able to do it my own way. Um, so it, 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 it was a process, um, but it feels damn good being here, you know, especially after the, uh, the crazy year we just had in 2020 and still being in the midst of the pandemic, it feels good to be able to like take those risks in the midst of a global pandemic when the world is already flipped side down, we're already living in chaos and here I am, you know, t- taking risk and you know li- living on living on the edge and work working for myself. So, do you find in your podcast that you're an interviewer, or do you find that you're a counselor, or do you find that you're a little bit of a little bit of both? Man, I'm a little I'm a little bit of all of it. And, and to be completely honest with you, man, the, the cool part about it is I get to see myself grow and learn in real time. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I a lot of times I just show up as the, as, as the man, you know, I show up as the guy. Um, sometimes I show up as the student, you know, somebody who's just willing to learn. Um, sometimes I show up as the interviewer, the guy who's researched a lot of stuff and I'm just kind of like present in that moment of asking questions, having a good conversation. Um, sometimes, man, I get into, you know, the, uh, the conversation of, of, of passionate, of passion about mental health and, you know, and it leads me to, you know, to my to my counselor side. So um, the cool part about it is, is man, I'm constantly growing. Um, and who, who knows, man, I may I'm some sometimes I show up as a father. Sometimes I show up as a husband on the podcast. It just it just depends on, you know, what, what the day is going, man. One thing I enjoy the most is, is I can be a complete idiot and ask questions because I don't know the answer to anything. That's a fact, so, too. That, 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 I, is, that is a fact, too. Let me, well, let me, well, can, I, can I can I ask you a question? Sure. Look, sure. I'm going, now, now I'm going, now I'm going podcaster interview mode with you. Can I ask you a question? I'm starting to sweat. Okay, go ahead. For for you, what I mean, how's it um, how's it been for you being in the traditional space of media from a newspaper standpoint? But you know, you're operating in this this new this new non traditional you know in, in, in industry of a podcast. How how was that for you? Well, I'm absolutely terrible at it. So you know, <laughs> I, my goal is to be the worst podcast host in the history of the world. Uh, no, man. I mean. It, it is. I I just try and do the same as I was a reporter. I I, I really lo- and I joke about it, but I'm not joking. I, I am a complete idiot, and so it, it's one of the few jobs you can say. You know, I don't know anything about anything, and so I get asked the dumb questions because it's like yeah. if I don't understand it, a doofus like me. I mean, and so it, it's been fun. I, I try not to listen to myself just because I, I just think I sound dreadful, um, yeah. you know, and so. And, and I try not to get my radio voice on, and that's kind of hard sometimes. I try right, to use my right, right. natural annoying voice that uh, we, we probably already lost three three people listening. So, I, but you know, I just do what I did before. I just you know remain curious. I mean, you yeah. know, that's that's really the, the 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 key is just to to be yourself and and to be and to be curious. Yeah, that's it, man. That, that, and hopefully, it. someone other than my wife will listen, and, and yeah. your wife and you. Uh, and, right. And poor BJ, our, our our executive producer, he has to listen to every one of them. So we know we have at least two or three listeners. Well, I mean, I think this is the shameless plug part. I mean, how would someone find your podcast? Wonderful. Um, so we're we're available on on through video, um, through through our YouTube channel, Live Your Purpose Podcast YouTube channel. 
Um, we're starting to add in a little bit more just like day-to-day content um, in, in, on that YouTube channel. So that's a good way for people to kind of just see what the day-to-day looks like from, from, from my life. Um, but you can also find us on audio platforms, anywhere that you can find podcasts. A lot of people listen to Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. There's another app that I put on, um, put it on. It's called Anchor, which ultimately serves, services all different out, outlets. So, um, those are the three main ones that, you know, I tell people to go ahead and check us out, you know, like, subscribe, be a subscriber on, on the podcast, like, share, share, tell a friend, tell a friend. John, thank you so much for joining us, and, and thank you. congratulations on your, your leap of faith and, and the success of the podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. That's all we have today for the Now You Know Akron podcast. Be sure to join us next week. Episodes are released every Wednesday or thereabouts, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And they're also available on BeaconJournal.com and all our various apps. Before we go, we have to thank our producer, BJ Lisko, who makes all this possible. And we urge you to support local journalism by becoming a subscriber. If you've already signed up, you have my heartfelt thanks. Until next week, now you know Akron. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.